to Forever in Bloom, which is a show where we, it's an exploration. Investigation and celebration. Investigation and celebration of Jeff Goldblum's cinematic career. <laughs> I'm Seb. I'm Liam. I'm Beth. And today we're going to talk it's, about It's a, a bad film. day. <laughs> we're going to talk about a film called Nine Months, which also is how long it felt like it took to watch this film for me Not for personally. me, watched it two times speed. I can't do that. That is cheating. You, this that is, is one so of the cheating. hardest movies I've ever watched at two times speed because Hugh Grant is a bumbling piece of shit. That <laughs> at double time, he literally just sounds like pops. He's like, <laughs> I can't believe you watched two pregnant women like give birth to babies at two I, times speed. I, can, I think I would actually, as disgusting and, and horrible as this movie is to watch, I would implore you both to go back and watch that scene in two times speed. It is the most chaotic thing I've ever seen put to film. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't if I watch anything slightly sped up I just I I like completely dissociate I can't it process fully became what I'm looking like at. a like a Laurel and Hardy like undercranked like forties Buster Keaton movie with all of them just like spilling over each other and arms all over the place like I don't know if the if the um, random injections of farcical physical humor were there to like as filler and padding because there is basically no plot other than woman gets mm. pregnant and then has the baby i mean that is the plot <laughs> of yeah the film. and and also but also p.s hugh grant's an asshole the whole time <laughs> and an p.s he gets arsehole. an earring at one point complete piece of shit um yeah this movie came out in 1995 you got jeff goldblum it's a pretty big cast jeff goldblum julianne moore hugh grant joan cusack robin williams like it's a pretty solid you, cast you forget my boy tom arnold Oh yeah, Tom Arnold. Where was Tom Arnold's a lovely man, from what I understand? I don't know anything about him. So it says John Sukak, John, <laughs> John Cusack, Sukak. <laughs> That's like Baz and Ches or whatever you said earlier. What did you say? Uh, Chisney Daniel. Chisney Daniel, the uh, Chaz and Dave tribute act. I no, it says called, John Cusack. Sorry. Where is John Cusack in this film? Joan Cusack. Oh. Are you kidding? They're brother and sister. Are you kidding me? I thought John Cusack was supposed to be in this film. No, it's Joan Cusack. It's, oh, it's well, the, my dyslexia the... has ruined another film. <laughs> <laughs> By it's, building uh, up expectations of It, it was John Tom Cusack. Arnold's wife, the, um, the, the woman from School of Rock, the, oh, the, yeah. the teacher. Mm. The, uh, the head teacher who I love. Yeah, but in yeah. this, she was very, very annoying. Yeah, especially double time. Um, my first note in this says, fuck, I'm three minutes in and I can't stand his blubbering, bumbling bullshit. <laughs> I find Hugh Grant in this era really, really difficult to watch, it's man. It's the floppy hair, the, the it's hair. The, it's the inverted eyebrows. Like, he has bananas <laughs> for eyebrows for the whole film. Yeah, it's um, the whole package, isn't it? It's, it's, he's just absolutely just so hard to watch as as a as a modern human. I, d I just don't know why this whole period of time of these smarmy men was so attractive for oh. so long i just don't really i really don't get it now so, looking back over my notes i actually do not have one positive note about this movie <laughs> i have one positive note about this movie but we'll get there okay but, um i just want to maybe this is a maybe too obvious maybe it's too niche we'll see um uh in this film hugh grant looks 100 percent like a modern TikTok e-boy. Um, I don't know whether you've come across this trend of people. 
Yeah. Um, he really does. <laughs> but like, fuck, man. It's the it's the middle parting. It's the floppy hair. It's the sharp jawline. And then halfway through the film, when he gets that earring, yeah. Um, he just <laughs> there's something about the way he looks. I'm like, yeah, he'd be like. He gets it because Jeff makes him get it, you know, because Jeff has the little hoop earring. And I have to say, yeah. like, Jeff has done some outrageous uh, choices accessory wise in his career so far with the goatees and other such things. Um, I don't like ear hoop, Jeff. It makes me feel like he's going to sell me like a fake watch and some cream that will burn my hair off, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the the basic narrative is <sighs> um, J- Julian Moore... Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the film, she's Rebecca Taylor. Rebecca Taylor and Hugh Grant are a couple. They've been together five years, and she has that awful line of dialogue where she says, "Well, I am over thirty. Oh. Uh, as we know, like all women in missing. films over thirty, they only want one bloody thing, and they will not stop at anything to, until they get it. Um, oh, so man. she wants a child, and then she gets pregnant." And then her boyfriend of five years accuses her of getting pregnant behind his back and not on telling sly. her. On the sly. So many if, people and, use and that. And that That's only one. comes up because a date is wrong on Robin Williams' communist... No, it's before that. It's is it way before, before. Honestly, two people, both Hugh Grant and Jeff's character, Sam Fletcher, both immediately jump to the fact that maybe she got pregnant on the sly. Like, how is that just a fucking thing? Yeah, you, oh, I mean, man. Hugh Grant is is uh, has uh, potentially toxic tendencies, it, his character does in this film yeah. anyway, and then he's just introduced to this swarm of just misogynistic opinions from Jeff yeah. Goldblum's character of just accusing him or uh, accusing his girlfriend of five years of getting pregnant on purpose uh, without telling him, and then compares her to a praying mantis yeah. And the praying mantis's na- na- uh, mating techniques, which involve getting pregnant and then eating the male the counterpart. Yeah, and yeah. then he starts to have these nightmares where he thinks he's in bed with a praying mantis. It's genuinely just, just horrible to watch. It's pretty awful. <laughs> and I think it's all it's all in the name, supposedly, of comedy. It's all supposed to be tongue-in-cheek and well, funny. Well, this is the thing, is what, it's just on not. IMDb, like, the actual bio says... Um, uh, Samuel's life is perfect. That is until he finds out his girlfriend is pregnant. Now he must face all the issues that come with being an expecting father in a most entertaining way. <laughs> what the fuck? I feel uh, like they wrote the first bit. They were like, okay, so that's what the film is about. And then they were like, but isn't this supposed to be a comedy? And they just added <laughs> in an entertaining way on the end oh of it. Oh my God. Like, So my second note is Sam fucking sucks. Yep. Uh, my third <laughs> note is that this is one of the most obvious films that I've seen that you can be like, oh yeah, this was written by a man and also that dude's a piece of shit. Like, some of the dialogue in this has blown my fucking mind. First of all, the first thing that tipped me off was the fact that no woman has ever referred to another woman as the blonde. Like, who's the blonde? Like, that's not... (laughs) It's not how people that respect each other talk to each other. Yeah. And then there are two lines of dialogue here. One, which is... This is Jeff's character saying that about one of the women that he's sleeping with, who's obscenely too young for this man. <laughs> oh, oh, this uh, is the has, blonde in question, I believe. She has breasts like a sponge cake <laughs> and calves like a calzone. I, I'm glad that you also noted those down because I wrote those down 
without any idea of what they could possibly mean. <laughs> it's the calves <laughs> like a calzone that blows me away. And then it sounds in, like he's just hungry. In, literally. <laughs> and then in the largest thing I've got on this page is the words in capitals and a lot of expletives around it. Hungry for seed. That's how he described oh God, his yeah. ex-girlfriend oh. as that she wanted a, 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 wanted kids and that she was hungry for seed. Oh. That's genuinely disgusting. Oh. <laughs> this the writer. This Chris Columbus, the writer. He hates women. Done. Is it Chris well, Columbus that wrote it? Yeah, he wrote directed. and directed oh. it. Yeah, he he hates women. I I've decided. Yeah, it's not good. Um, what, I think what the line is. Stu- I recognise his name. He's done Harry Potter. Uh, uh, the line so that he's... stuck out to me was as in terms of we're talking like man's words coming out of a woman's mouth yeah um, was in the dream sequence where Julian Moore yeah and Hugh Grant have just had coitus I nearly ripped my hair out watching and this and she bit, says <laughs> that was the most sexually satisfying experience of my entire mm. life I, well, has he, a girl ever says, said oh, that I to aim you? to please because I've I, never said that ever. I I've never grabbed from my book faster to write to get angry at that when that line came up. I did stop myself because it was in a dream sequence and I was like, I guess that's his that's inside that misogynist mind, but still just awful. Um, I don't think they were that I don't think the filmmakers were clever enough to think, yeah. Oh, let's make this layered. Yeah, um, I hope yeah, definitely. Um another point, this man should not be a psychotherapist, let alone for children. He hates kids, <coughs> cannot be around them, and is just a generally awful person. It's just another one of those films where they're like, obviously an afterthought. Oh, he probably needs a job. Let's just shove in a job. <laughs> to make him nice, to make him seem like we can... I bet one of the main actions, like that could easily be a reshoot, and I would say that one of the uh, points they were given was he's not likeable at all, make him likeable in some way. So mm. like, ah, we'll make him a psychotherapist because that means he cares about people. And we'll make him a psychotherapist for kids because that means he has a heart. But every every other action that he takes and makes in this movie shows that one, he does not care about people. And two, he fucking despises children. Yeah. There was a, there's only actually one line in the rest of the film where it's mentioned what he does for work. So I think you might be right that that might have been a late addition. <clears throat> um, which is the only the only a, other a time it's mentioned. There's is... a weird sexual thing to his knee, and I don't know if I really want to speak much more about that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that is the most inappropriate scene I've ever seen in a in a supposedly like U-rated rom-com. Um, so I, they're lying in bed. I don't think I don't think I don't noticed this. So oh. they're lying in bed, and um, they're all loved up. They're on holiday together. She's got over the silly idea of having a kid, and uh, he's chuffed about it. And they're in bed, and then uh, he says, "Oh, I love, I love that thing that you do to my knee." And she goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "I love you're doing it right now." She goes, "I'm not doing anything to your knee." And then they pull the duvet away, and there is a child in the bed. There is a child in the oh, bed, God, yeah. caressing his knee. And he's literally like, he's doing a sex moan. When whatever he's doing to whatever that child is doing to his knee, <laughs> his knee, he's getting off on it, and th- there is nothing, nothing else said to it. Tom Arnold comes in and yells that his kid's been missing and that everyone because his his children are literal demons, um, and uh, comes in and yells about it, and then there's just no. If I was Julianne Moore, 
in that situation, I think there would be a question or two in the moment where it's like, first of all, what was she doing to your knee? Second of all, that was a fucking child. I'm she's leaving you. She's not assertive at all. She's just docile and bow-eyed. She's very unresponsive to anything. As, as And as soon as a child comes in the room, she just turns into this pathetic kind of melting yeah pot. i guess they're trying to show how maternal she is how she can't suppress mm. her instincts that, that is my next note is uh julianne you deserve better she does deserve better and she's she's played better to be fair yeah many a better role she, she's done um, she's done some great stuff i think a lot of the cast of this film have done some great stuff um mm. this isn't one of them <laughs> at all uh and yeah, and I was ready to go into this a bit more open-minded about Hugh Grant, right? Because I have, <laughs> okay. have turned a corner on Hugh Grant recently as an actor. I've seen him in a couple of things, namely The Gentleman, where I was like, you had a fucking great time. You killed that role. You were really, really good. And I, I've always given Hugh Grant shit because of the bumbly sack of piss that he is and has been throughout the majority of his career. Mm. And coming back into this, I was like, okay, I've turned a corner on Hugh Grant. Maybe I'll give him a chance. Literal seconds into his first performance when I saw his banana eyebrows and he started bumbling <laughs> over a sentence. I was like, I can't. This is going to be... I immediately turned it to... I'll, I'll give you... I'll say, Beth, I didn't watch it all in two times. I started off at 1.25. I was like, I'll just skirt this along. The film just made me keep ramping that up until I get But you didn't times. even start at its natural state. I did for literally 30 seconds. <laughs> Um, well, good for good effort for trying. I think. Uh, I really yeah. did. But... Yeah, and it it is pretty unforgivable. I think you know we all have to accept. You know, everyone has flaws. Hugh Grant's ma- the majority of his career has been a flaw. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this last, is just the, the cherry on the on the on the shit shaped career. Yeah. Um, what do yeah. we think about Robin Williams's performance? Racist. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I feel I mean, like it's yes. one of those—it's one of those films where uh, the, the 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 overall quality is so bad that even when you put a star name in, they yeah. don't—they don't bring up the quality to a decent no. caliber. They just get kind of pulled down by Especially the Especially when you take a world-class world-class comedian and improviser and reduce him to an awful Russian accent, and all of his jokes are just that he doesn't know words. Yeah, yeah. There was there was basically one joke in this film for his from his character was He's, so that the setup is he was in he worked in Russia as a doctor for many years but only on animals so he now he has to deliver rats babies yeah. in another country and he comes to the U, uh, not the UK he comes to America and um, he's trying to deliver female babies woman babies and uh, yeah and as first. you say the one joke is that he doesn't speak English very well yeah it's just uh, there's so one other joke which is that man. he's not confident. Yeah, he's nervous and doesn't know words. It's, yeah. it's Paul Blart level of comedy, man, and I'm just yeah. not here for it. I'm surprised the, he uh, took on this role. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to disgrace Paul Blart by bringing it down <laughs> to the level of this movie. And that's how no, bad this film no, is. No, I think... No, I... Uh, mm, also, unrelated to Paul Blart, because that's not where I want to go today. Um, <laughs> you notice how this film progressively got more and more slapstick towards the and end. faster yeah. as well. <laughs> that was, that That's was just Julian. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it I feel is. like, it, I mean, okay, it started with him getting hit in the head with a kite or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Man, I wish the film ended there. Like, he but just that was died. a that was a meet cue, right? That was that was for the two families to come together. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then it became a bit of a, a like the film's shtick that they, it was going to have a, loads of vi- like f- like silly fighting and violence. We, we, and- we say meet cute, but it's the sister of his best friend. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> and they do meet later on in the film. Uh, also, by the genuine connection they have, not with a stupid, like, kite. kite. <laughs> Tom Arnold can't fly a kite on one of the windiest days a I've seen on film. stupid, pointless kite that comes out of nowhere and lands on Hugh Grant's head for no reason that just wouldn't did happen. You, did you notice what he said the dog was eating as well? Oh, some expensive caviar shit or something. Beluga. Like a beluga whale. What the fuck? He's not an Inuit. What? He doesn't just sit and eat blubber on a beach. Apparently, it's sixty-four dollars per ounce or something. Wasn't oh, he it? has Which... be- he has beluga whale in his picnic. Yeah, what is that? A what you're saying? Shit. Yeah. Oh god, he's just pic- so unlikable, isn't he? I think yeah. that's why yeah. the film felt so consistently one note is because even when there were ups and downs for his character, you as the audience didn't care because him going, him having a bad day, it just is like not a bad day for you because he's such a dickhead. Yeah, and but when he whole, started whole, doing like... better, go ahead. Well, I think it's a similar thing. Like the whole like last ditch effort that they have, where they make him watch. He watches his ultrasound after Julianne Moore leaves him, and then a single tear comes out, and he's like, "Oh, my boy!" And then suddenly, he just like runs after her and tries to like make everything good again. And it's just like, man, yeah, like, that doesn't redeem him being like a deplorable asshole for the first hour and 20 minutes of this movie. No. If anything, it added to the underlining misogyny because he do, he doesn't... Okay, so the first thing in this journey he's had with his, <laughs> with his relationship with his loving five-year girlfriend, yeah. the first thing that makes him care about the fact that he's going to have a child is when he finds out that it's a boy. Yeah, literally. That is the only time he starts to give a shit. Not the hours of crying and, yeah. you know, all that stuff that his, <laughs> and the emotion that his girlfriend gives her and all the explaining she does about why she wants a baby. None of that even, you know, no. he doesn't give a shit about that. It's only when he finds out there's a dick attached to it that he gets slightly interested. And that is literally the first thing he fucking says, isn't it? She says it's a boy and he's like, oh, could you see the penis? And she's like, yes, I saw the penis. And then he's yeah. like, oh, is, is it fine? Is the penis good? And she's like, swinging hog, perfect. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, nothing else wrong, no deformities. So basically, if it wasn't a perfect hog-begifted boy, then he would just throw it out the fucking window by the sounds of it. Yeah, he then, he then wouldn't... Yeah, if she said, oh, yeah, it's a little girl, he'd be like, yeah, yeah well, she can... I guess, I guess, I, I guess I'm single again now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this Absolute film is literally misogyny packed up and... Uh, packaged and distributed with Hugh Grant's face stuck on the front of it and sold to idiots. That is basically basically what this film is. I just, yeah, I want to... We've said we've watched some bad films on this. We've said, hey, watch this one. It'll be funny. Hey, don't watch this. Don't waste your time. With all of the being that I have, do not give this any attention. Never watch this movie. If anyone ever says it, just say no. If anyone mentions it, you scream like a banshee and run at them. None of this. And it proves how bad it is. Usually in the badder films, we end up, you know, just talking about um, Jeff Goldblum's contribution, usually because he, like, stands out or brings something or there's a bit of charm there. But with this, the fact that we've barely spoken about him and just spoken about how obnoxious this film is proves... Like, let's, let's fucking lift the tablecloth for a sec. We nearly didn't do an episode about this fucking film because it's just so uncomfortable to watch and talk about. But we were like, no, fuck it, we'll just rip on it for 20 minutes or whatever. But, yeah, just don't do it to yourself, man. It's not a good one. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend... You're not missing much 
You're not missing much, Jeff, because he's in it for eight minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Is it really seconds. just eight minutes? Fuck! I would have said at least more than that. No, nah, of, okay. of an hour and an hour minutes. and forty minutes, roughly. Mm. He's in That's it for, crazy. for eight and fifty-eight. Right, I'm gonna fucking breeze through this shit. True Bloom one, Craft one, enjoyability zero. <laughs> okay. Wait, you gave it more for enjoyability than you did for craft. No, I gave it enjoyability zero and gave it craft oh, okay. one because they yeah, used the camera. Say, <laughs> <laughs> they managed to at least you know we could see what was all the obnoxious. All yeah, the stuff I could that was hear happening. all of the deplorable bullshit they were saying. <laughs> we could see and hear the misogynistic <laughs> bullshit of a film that this was. Yeah, so, so therefore, yeah. you have to give it at least one. They remember Jeff, to turn the camera on. And Jeff Goldblum looked like Jeff Goldblum, so one. He and did. to be fair, like the film didn't. It didn't like like purely based on visuals. It didn't look bad. There was some no, nice yeah, it, it looked shots okay, in there. Actually. Mm. There was some nice camera movements and some nice cinematography. Um, but I mean that that isn't that doesn't equal good storytelling. Or no, good I wrote characters. thinking that Chris Columbus also did the Santa Claus movies. Oh, he's, d- he's done loads, hasn't he? I was just having a flick through. Actually. He's done a lot of family favourites. Yeah. Because from what I remember, the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie... Wait. Okay. He didn't do it. I'm not going to go into okay. my rant about He's Tim done Allen all the Home Santa Alone Claus. films, a few of the Harry Potters, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. I was excited for this, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he has done some Christmas films. He's done a lot of Harry Potter's, so if he's friends with that fucking turf, then mm. there's no wonder that he's doing this sort of bullshit. Um, uh, what are yours then? Would you do it? Would you give it? I gave it ones across the board. That's fair. fair. I'm giving it a two for True Bloom, uh, uh, one for Craft, and a zero for Enjoyability. Yeah, that's nice. Right. I hope this is in the fucking dirt right at the bottom of this list. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Uh, it is. Okay, so we're aware that the most points we can get for any film is 90, yes? Mm. Mm-hmm. This has eight. I'm so glad it didn't break single fi- double figures. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so it's the lowest one on the list. This film deserves nothing, which is why we're only giving you about half an hour an episode today. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's this. all you get. That's all the film deserves. It it's not deserve getting full time. Uh, Taglines, bear in mind... Just- yeah, They're I was really going to say, just the, the, uh, the, the film it's just not from last place is Mr. Frost. Fine. I'd watch that 40 times before I watch the second <laughs> of this again. <laughs> Taglines. One, ready or not. <laughs> two, to baby or not to baby? That is the question. Oh, please be number two. Number three, my name is Chris Columbus and I hate women. <laughs> okay, okay, so hear me out, hear me out for a second. <laughs> Did Hugh Grant famously play Hamlet? Uh, Fuck if I know, mate. Oh, God. Can you imagine if he did? It'd be the most self-indulgent performance ever. <laughs> I think I think he has. It would turn Hamlet from, like, a two-hour performance into, like, a week-long thing by just stuttering and bumbling every fucking word. <laughs> he has. He's... he's... Can, can you imagine him trying to spit out the, fa- the most famous quote of that and bumbling halfway through? Everyone in the audience would just be absolutely... I think he'd get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, the 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 reason I was wondering about um, whether or not the, the to baby or not to baby that is the question <laughs> is because if 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 we're following the thought that um, 
it was just Hugh Grant's face on the front of this to get people who think Hugh Grant is an attractive man. And I mean, he, mm. he is, I guess. I mean, uh, he, he looks like um, a fucking pinto bean, mate. <laughs> but um, maybe they were like, oh, he was famous for doing this role, so let's just use something from that role on the front. Um, Rich, and, he, mate. and he was in... Christina Ricci. He was in a version of Hamlet. So. All right, cool. He's also actually... Sorry, completely off topic. He is actually in the highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is what? Paddington 2. Yeah, it just got just got knocked off. Just uh, Citizen Kane wa- was yeah. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, the top film, until about a week ago. Because some dude signed in and gave it like a fucking trash review. And it was just what it needed to get it knocked below Paddington 2. And Paddington 2 actually bangs though, so... Yeah, the bear looks fucked. Though. Oh no, that's no, it's good. It's good. Of. No, it's a good film. <laughs> but I was thinking Winnie the Pooh live action with um, Ewan McGregor. It's um, <laughs> it's but the tagline is 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 probably ready or not, isn't it? Beth. Um. Uh, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I don't even want to win, so I'm going to go with number two because I, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> the tagline is "My name is Chris Columbus and I hate women." <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, ready or not. Yeah. <laughs> Just what? Uh, that's just so lazy. That's is that from the perspective of the baby? Because <laughs> the next line of that is "Here I come." Well, then, yeah, I guess. Because that's, that's the, the that's the saying. That's the the hide and seek. Ready or not, here I come. Those are those are the baby's first words. Yelling yeah. as it comes out. I, I wouldn't um, put it past the film in the way that last scene was. Um, Seb, good luck, but give us a bloomer verse, mate. Well, here's the thing. So there's not much of him in this. But you know the house that he lives in? (coughs) Yeah. It's reminiscent of the house that they all stayed in for The Big Chill, if you remember. Yeah. Mm. But he wasn't a piece of shit in The Big Chill, was he? I know he had his dark years at the beginning. Well, I'm just... No, no, he was a bit sleazy, though. I honestly can't really remember. He He was. He he was sleazy in that one. He was was trying to... Getting getting his friend zones, if you know what I mean. So he was trying to have <laughs> sex with the the recently deceased man's girlfriend. That's you are yeah. right. I yeah, I remember. Yeah, big creep. Um, so um, this so, is like Super Saiyan version of him. You're saying. <laughs> so I just wonder whether Super Saiyan sex pest. The 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 woman he's lost before the before the actions of this film. Uh, the one with calves like a calzone that was hungry for seed. No, 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 no. The person who he. <laughs> So the calves like a calzone and the hungry for seed are different people. Ah, oh, okay. The calves like a calzone, and actually he did say calzoni, um, <laughs> is, the, is the person he's currently dating, and the hungry for seed is the person that he cut off. <laughs> and I think that maybe the hungry for seed woman, who, uh, Christine... Uh, we need to not, that cannot be how we refer <laughs> to that woman. Her, her name was Christine, although she's not in, she's not in the film at all. Um... Um, maybe that is the friend from the Big Chill, and he stayed in that house forever. Because it didn't at the end of that film they all like. What happened at the end of the Big Chill? They were like getting. You're a... asking the wrong guy. R- wrong guy. They were. I think they like all got together to like some of them live together because their lives are falling apart. And they they wanna... all decided to stay in that weird house. Yeah. And just like 
and just have sex with each other and not address their problems and not go home and sort stuff out. From <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And I think that maybe they've all gone and Jeff has just left on his own there. Oh, I remember what happened. Do you remember? They all did a big laugh and then it freezed. <laughs> sitcom like, ending, sitcom yeah. Sitcom ending. Yeah, yeah. the freeze frame. They just short of a high school musical leap, weren't they? <laughs> Look, they, they yeah, walked I, so I the high school even... musical could run, I think. We're, we're sitting at about 30 minutes of recording right now. For the episode, just under. I might not, might not even give this film the dignity of an edit. <laughs> this is going up clean and pure, mate. Well, I, well, I guess on that note, uh, I one thing I want to one thing I do want to bring up. There's a scene in the toy shop and they fight a mascot. Um, oh yeah, and he calls him like a fat ass pussy or something. Isn't well, it Barney the dinosaur? I I remember because I was sitting there and as it was shouting out things, I was just I was just thinking, hmm, okay, some misogyny, nice. Oh, some homophobia. <laughs> some more. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's toxic like, masculinity. It's literally the, the fucking the intolerant boomers bingo. This, isn't it? Yeah. But um, is it something to do with getting a younger rating on the film that the that the mascot calls him a penis head? I don't Instead know, because like in the a, same like one, a... he literally calls him a fat-ass pussy. <laughs> oh, you're right. Then why does anyone... Why is, is penis head an insult that I'm just not oh, aware I of? Um, I, I, I don't think there was any real justification to any of, any <laughs> so of the things what, that happened. What was your unpositive note, Seb, so we can just drag it and be done? Oh, I... Uh, he, he picks up and moves an old woman at the end of the film when they're going into the hospital. It's just rude. It just... The scene was too long. She stared at him for too long before he is, picked her up and moved her. It it, 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 it... it got a giggle out of me very slightly. I am sick of well-spoken, fresh-faced British men coming across as being a polite man just because if they were born in a rich area when they're actually <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was I was thinking this when he has that argument uh, with the with the with the guy who ends up being his friend and birthing partner at the end, and he's being so rude to him over lunch or something. <laughs> he's just being so obnoxious, just yeah. such a prick. And I was just thinking, like, if it wasn't Hugh Grant's face there, like, I don't know if this film would have ever been released. He's just the how, most how unlikable. How did he get all ever. of these names? Julianne Sorry? Moore was happy to, to shoot this film for months and just get treated <laughs> like trash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess it, they would have thought that when he, the journey his character goes through when he realises that he does, he does love her and he wants a kid, they would have thought that was enough to justify his actions prior and that that was enough of a journey of this for this bigoted man to go through to make him redeemable but it he it just it just is absolutely not oh man this is wrinkling my brain but anyway yeah i think what 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 are we watching next time uh, yeah fuck um if there's any indication to how this episode went Fuck all, because I quit. Well, at least it can't really go any further down than this. Ooh, I hope that's man, true. You shouldn't see that. <laughs> I'm so fucking gassed. Unless Christopher, that we have to watch Boss Baby too. That's it, imagine that, if the next film was. Time. 
uh, Christopher Columbus and he decided to do a slasher horror, like an 80s style slasher <laughs> horror. That could potentially the, be worse. The next film is called Powder. Cool. A, an off-the-charts genius who is homeschooled and shunned after his last relative dies shows the unconscious residents of his town about connection, awareness, and the generosity of the spirit. <laughs> it's a drama fantasy mystery from 1997. A drama fantasy mystery? Yeah. You've got Jeff Goldblum playing Donald Ripley. Good name. Victor Salva, written and directed by... Do we know him? Nope. Never he did heard of Jeepers him. Creepers. One, two, and three. Okay. I don't know what those are. I've got a feeling this is going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I well, thought it would be all uphill after it Jurassic was Park. To get better, man. I thought I was relying on the 90s to make yeah, it good. Me too. I mean, we're in 97. We've only got three years left. I mean, the 80s were bad, but if anything, these 90s ones have been un- more unforgivably bad because we're... it was a decade further on than the 80s and i thought do, do you know where we need to look for good good tv in the 90s fucking kids tv man yeah, yeah. you're not wrong saved by the bell sister sister keenan and kel he's not How really you... like a, a children's film actor is he he's very much like an a, a, an adult film actor yeah, yeah. An adult film actor do you know what he's doing he's starting a dungeons and dragons podcast or jeff goldblum he's going to be in a dungeons and dragons podcast yeah i I, I don't I don't want to worry you, but the current oh. top thing on Hugh Grant's IMDP page is something about a Dungeons and Dragons thing. You know what? With who Hugh Grant is now and how much of a laugh he's having in his roles, you fucking go, son. Is that oh it's a film, I think. Are they doing a remake? Are they a remake of Jeremy Irons Dungeons and Dragons? Which is an incredible film. So about that film. When my friend Josh and I first moved to Bristol, we moved into this flat and we had no internet for two weeks. So we went down to cash converters and bought a bunch of cheap DVDs. I, we had a discussion about how I didn't want him to buy Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> he bought it anyway. Um, we watched 20 minutes of that movie. I turned it off when he was out of the room because it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I spent the next, I think, year trying to hide that movie in various places from Josh, just the disc, so he would never find it again to make me watch it. <laughs> just driving him slowly insane, like, I'm sure I left that CD there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did kind of torment Josh a bit. Every, in that flat, any time he asked me to put a song on, I'd put on, um, oh, what was it? Uh, the Michael Bolton song. Oh, which one? The, the big one. What? Don't. How? How? How can I forget that? That's blasphemy. Yeah, you have a my shirt. Locked man. it out of your mind. I do. I, the most expensive T-shirt I ever bought was a Michael Bolton TV T-shirt <laughs> from from his 1994 World Tour. Um, how am I supposed to live without you? Oh that yeah. That song, mm-hmm. which is an absolute fucking weapon of a song. Uh, anytime he asked me to put a song on, I would play that. That's by the by. Uh, we're that's three episodes away being... from Independence Day. That's a thing. Um, uh, that's exciting. We should stop recording, because if we stop recording now, we finish recording at 4.20, which is funny. Um, yeah, and we're, we're just hit 35 minutes, so I'm happy to call it a day and not have to edit any of this, because I don't want to listen to any of us talking about this movie again. Okay. <laughs> I want to forget about it well, sweet. Uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram and on the internet in all the usual places, such as at Forever in Bloom. 
on Instagram, and you can wait for two weeks and listen to us talk about the film that Liam named moments ago that I've completely forgotten. Powder. Uh, you can email the show at foreverinbloom at gmail.com. Give it a go. We'll, we will definitely read it and most probably read it out and respond to you on the podcast. Um, that's true. And uh, Yeah, that's it. Don't forget to check out our super special Jurassic Park video, which is on YouTube. We may do another one of those, whether it's commentary or not. We may just record the next episode of Independence Day like that, if, if that's a thing people like. Yeah, I think we yeah, should. Maybe, minus, maybe minus the drinking game, but uh, yeah, well, we'll see. I really okay. like those daiquiris, man. Um, <laughs> and I've got a bottle of old Rosie in the fridge, about a litre oh, and a half God. of it that's going to go. That away, brings me so. some weird, <laughs> some weird memories of being at uni and drinking too much of that. Um, so, oh man, what was that thought? Yeah, we'll do it. Actually, more nice. importantly, tell us if you don't want us to do it, because if no one messages us, I'll pretend that everyone said we should do it, and we'll do it. <laughs> That's democracy. <laughs> yep. If you don't vote, you can't say shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so see you in a couple of weeks, I guess. Bye. Pe- peace. Peace.